John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Oh, hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. John, it's the High Game Podcast. As always, yes. We're going to talk about amps today. Just amps. Not just amps. No? We are breaking some new ground in the amp department, yes. Okay. Should we talk about guitars? Yes. Okay. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. I feel like spring is coming. I have noticed some things like little red buds. That's like old man shit. Old men notice that notice kind of that? stuff. My old man thing is looking up the time of sunset. We just passed 5.30. I love it when we head into that time of year when the days get longer. Yes. Pacific Northwest, that gray depression thing that sets in. We are far enough north where that's a thing. Yeah. Your mustache is looking great. Thank you very much. It's very big. 2023 year of the stash and i love it i have some current events for you oh yeah yeah okay shooting down ufos that is exactly right oh no is it related to that i think i have some insight i don't watch the news because it's just sensationalist bullshit this comes from the unassailable internets oh perfect the web is never wrong sure dateline ed february 16th okay a suburban ham radio club is missing one of its transcontinental balloons it does seem weird like i don't love the idea 
that private dude is launching balloons into the stratosphere, I do feel like that should be kind of regulated. This is a lovely group of junior high school kids and their parents. Yes. Who call themselves the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Their balloon? Yeah. Has been aloft for 120 days and has circled the entire globe five times. How are we not tracking these things? <laughs> They're at 40,000 feet, which is cruising altitude. How has no jet ever run into one of these fucking things? Sir, we're detecting an unidentified object in our airspace. The junior high kids launched another suborbital balloon. <laughs> I don't know when this is dropping, but literal thoughts and prayers to our guy, Jimmy Carter. Yes. As we record this, Jimmy Carter has entered home hospice care. Yep. One of the good ones. The best one of our lifetime. The best man to hold that office. And lots of people like to say he was a terrible president. I disagree with that. But any of that terrible president stuff is probably because he was a good man. He has had to put up with a lot. Yes. Like that time he was attacked by a swamp rabbit. <laughs> I need to go dig into the swamp rabbit. He was enjoying some leisure time fishing. Mm -hmm. And some kind of crazy ass rabbit swam towards him and was going to try to attack him. And there's Carter in his boat trying to hit the thing with the paddle. Sure. There were reporters there. There are <laughs> pictures of this. It happened. Yeah. My oldest child, Carter Peterson, named after Jimmy and Billy Carter. Is his middle name Billy? <laughs> that would be sick, wouldn't it? Yeah. The best. Beverages. Yes, beverages, Ed. I've got a coffee and a crow mug. You love that crow mug. I love it. I'm so glad it's back. I've got, I'm shaking it up. Oh, God. I got my Huel beverage, my protein beverage. Today, I've got 24 ounces of Minor Figures Barista Oat Milk, uh -huh. a scoop of Huel, uh -huh. and one teaspoon of common yard dirt. Turmeric? 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 <laughs> good for the joints what do you got today i have an athletic brewing company free wave hazy ipa it's a non-alcoholic beer i think those guys are killing it those athletic brewing fellas and you've got the orange one yes i know them not by like hazy ipa or whatever their names are there's the orange one there's the yellow one there's the blue one yes and i just kind of know them by that and i think orange is probably the top of my list they make a fine beverage yeah i also have coffee great what did you think of that ed the song the guitar the amp i thought it was all great what do you think of my boots yeah you know <laughs> as we record this in the now time ed mm -hmm. sits before me wearing a pair of uggs i asked him out of pure objective curiosity yep 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 if he is now a 14-year-old girl, mm. he assures me he's not, I know. but that the boots are nonetheless super comfortable and I should just get off my high horse. Yeah. I've been wearing them around the house because they're just so comfy. You don't see a lot of dudes out in public with their jeans tucked into Ugg boots. And I've just decided I don't give a shit. 
Good for you, Ed. Do your thing. That's right. Unless it's like tie-dye. So, toe shoes? Now you've caught me. Everybody we know that has toe shoes. They love them. Swears by the comfort. I don't know that many people who rock toe shoes. Yeah, I think I can count them on one finger. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This mm -hmm. is a GNL F100 from the storied beginning of GNL guitars. So this is like early example, you're saying? Yes. This guitar, the F100, was launched in 1980 alongside the L1000 bass. Those were the first two instruments Leo Fender released under the GNL name. Okay. We also have, Ed, a Friedman Little Sister tube amp. This is the head version, not the combo version. I feel like new ground has been broken in that this is not your amp, this is not my amp. This is the first time we've brought an amp in. From the outside. Exactly. These series of amps from Friedman are relatively new. They were released in October 2022. New stuff. Yeah. Essentially what you're looking at is a 20-watt head. It has the standard EQ controls. I've got them set in the middle, my low, mids, and highs. Yep. You have master volume and gain knobs, but there's also a gain switch. So you can set where you want the gain structure to start, what the beginning point's going to be. Sure. So I've got it at its lowest right now. You got the 1981 or something on? Don't need it. Straight. Now I'm going to flip that gain up one notch. Yep. It's a switch. Now I'm going to switch it to full. That top is a lot meaner. Once the gain switches where you want it, then you can turn the gain knob to where you like. Turn the volume down and dime that thing. And then there's another switch that is the bright and tight. Oh, sure. Switch. Are we on bright? We are now. We should say we're playing into the Oxbox. We are into the Oxbox, and we have chosen for the purpose of today mm -hmm. a 1x12 open back cabinet with a modicum of room sound on it. Three band EQ. Yes. Pretty sculptable tone wise. And the tubes, what is this thing? I think it's like two... EL84 power tubes. Do we know what that means, John? No, but I do have some information. Oh. It's going to get muddy in here, and you've got your Uggs on. Yeah, yeah. We talked about maybe trying to dumb down tube amps mm -hmm. for ourselves. So I thought I need to break it down into little tiny bite-sized pieces and then just go from there. Okay. The bite-sized piece I have for you today, Ed, mm -hmm. vacuum tubes. Okay. A vacuum tube. <laughs> <laughs> what is it and how does it work? Okay. It's basically a glass tube that has all the air and gas sucked out of it, so it's a vacuum. The reason that is, is because electrons, Ooh. nuggets that flow through wires and stuff, okay. don't need wires in a vacuum. They just oh. fly around in space. Okay. Willy-nilly in a glass tube. Yeah. First discovered by our man Thomas Edison. 
Oh, okay. Can you believe that? What's he up to? Ooh, yeah, he's not discovering too much. We lost him. Yeah. There were lots of dudes discovering lots of shit in Edison's time. And I think Edison was maybe the best marketer of those scientists. I think you're like, probably right. Everywhere I went to get this information went to pains to have me understand that Edison was not a scientist. He was an inventor, the inveterate tinkerer. Did he know, oh, these are electrons floating around yes. in this thing? Here's what happened. He was trying to figure out the light bulb. Yeah. He had the filament in there that would heat up and glow. Right. And he noticed electrons were jumping to the bottom of the light bulb, the metal part. Mm-hmm. How did he notice that? Electrons are not naked eye visible. But they do carry current. So he saw like sparks or something going from one to the other? Presumably. I don't know. This came to be known in his time. Mm-hmm as the Edison effect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's about as far as that went. Until our man John A. Fleming in 1904. Okay, Johnny Fleming. Yeah, old Johnny Fleming, British guy. Oh, we lost him too? We did. All these electron dudes. Adios. He made a vacuum tube where he forced the current to go in a direction. Instead of the electrons just bouncing all over there in that tube, he thought, what if I could make them go places? How do you do that? Have you ever noticed the terminal pins on the bottom of a vacuum tube? Those are the things you plug into the socket. Sure. Each of those pins can be wired to something inside the vacuum tube. Okay. Fleming's tube had two pins. Mm -hmm. When you have two places for electrons to go in a tube, it's called a diode. Oh. Two. Okay. Diode two. Got it. One of those things is your filament itself, the thing you're going to heat up. And then something else around it, like a little metal wall or something, to catch the electrons as they fly off that heated filament. So in the case of an amp, power applied to the right pin will heat up that filament. Okay. And maybe you've wired the thing that catches the electrons to take that energy and move it somewhere else. Okay. Diodes are mostly used as rectifiers. Rectifier. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Diodes, the electrons can only move one way. They go where they go, that's it. No return trip. They sit where they are caught. Pile up on one side. Yeah, they all pile up. You're hitting that thing with alternating current. Mm -hmm. But alternating current goes back and forth, up and down, positive and negative. Sure. But the electrons in a diode don't go both ways. So that clips off the whole bottom of the alternating current and changes the current into DC for use in amplifiers. So that's you explaining it to me like I'm a six-year-old? Yes. Can you explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old? Let me summarize and see if that helps. Sure. In summary, a diode mm -hmm. emits electrons that can only go one way, mm -hmm. which is useful for cutting AC current in half and converting it to DC current that you can actually use without killing yourself or others. This is called thermionic emission. You're helping the three-year-old with thermionic emissions? They love stuff like that. Okay. None of these words you have said to me would explain how you plug a cable into a guitar and then send that into an amp and how the signal goes into a tube and gets turned into music. I haven't even discussed it yet. Oh, okay. I'm starting at the beginning. Yeah. Do not pass go. You need power that's actually usable. You can't run an amp on AC. But now, with that explanation, your amp has power it can actually do something with. Stay tuned next time. 
Man, it would be amazing if at the end of however many part series this is, I could actually like, oh, here's how an amp works. You know what, man? This was yeah. brutal, and I hope it gets more understandable in the editing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you could do way worse than a Friedman. Friedman little sister. Little sister. And that's what we're going to be using today. So I've got the GNL. F100. Yes. I played it. Yes. Man, these things are solid. These come out of Leo's head. Leo, after Fender, spent the rest of his life just tinkering. That's what he loved to do. And asking himself questions like, I wonder if I could make a better tremolo. He tried to fix all the stuff that he saw as problematic with the Fender stuff. I think part of the problem at that time was that some of those things were what endeared people to the guitars. I look at this guitar it's got that different headstock. It's not a Fender. I don't mistake this as a Strat. Two humbuckers in this thing does not bug me. Like two humbuckers in any Fender Strat pisses me off. Even a humbucker single single, I think is just gross. Was Leo just fighting this battle that people were like me? Oh, a humbucker in a Strat, that doesn't work. I think he might have been. These particular pickups, he trademarked them. There's a lot going on under the hood on these. The pole bangers on them are weird. It's got two rows of pole bangers that are adjustable. Are they just Allen wrench style? Yeah, they are. Yeah, so they're hyper adjustable. Yeah, which is great because the rule of thumb, Uh and this is a loose rule of thumb, is that humbuckers want to be as close to the strings as possible. So if you've adjusted the entire pickup itself to get as close as you can without the string actually hitting it, and you feel like you need a little more balance, yep. well, then you can move the pole bangers and be okay. Pretty good. So here's what happened. GNL stands for? George and Leo. Fullerton and Fender. Yeah. F and F. Yeah. GNL, F and F. Who are we donging? Who got the big dong? Both of them. Two donger? I suppose it is, huh? <sighs> what happened to George? He comes up every once in a while, but we don't talk about him a ton. He and Leo and Dale Hyatt yeah were the primaries in gnl in gnl did george come over from fender was he at fender with fender and they both left at the same time leo left first george left after okay and george left for the same reason apparently that a lot of leo's buddies left the general consensus was that the cbs dudes were assholes the suits over at cbs are wrecking this thing yeah they were not into the suit culture And Leo can't do anything on paper till 70 because he's obligated to Fender from 65 to 70. Some sort of non-compete. In 1972, though, a couple years after that was all over with, he starts a company with Forrest White. Another of the old Fender cats. We lost Forrest, too? Yeah. And they call it Trisonics. Nobody liked it. The name? God, we're going to come up with something else. How about Musitech? (laughs) It's like Musinex. Uh, music tech sure they finally landed on music man oh right at this point it was kind of a small affair a lot of the people had left fender to come hang with leo because they heard this was happening and leo loved it because he loved nothing better than to tinker and hang out and have lunch with his buddies one of those guys yeah bandsaw babe (laughs) you let that guy in a room Oh, my God. Who knows what's going to happen Nobody next. is safe. Yeah, Babe Simone, the oh. guy responsible for cutting off miscellaneous pieces of headstocks and bodies to make use of 
extra parts oh and call God. them different things like the swinger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or the maverick. That's all bandsaw, babe. You can come over, but no bandsaw this time. Maybe they kept them away from the power tools. Right. We got a sandwich here. Just let's hang out. Yeah, that seems better. I think conditions were right for coming up with new cool stuff, though, nonetheless. Because remember, this is the 70s when CBS bought Fender and Norlin had bought Gibson. The race to the bottom. Hey, boss, let's try this dumb thing that nobody's going to like. Right. None of them really had a hit. So there was room to compete there for Leo. Eventually, in 1980, they formed G&L. This is with George Fullerton and Dale Hyatt. Music Man was sort of disbanded at that point. They sold the copyright to that to Ernie Ball. Today, it's a mouthful, but that brand is Ernie Ball Music Man. Right. Thumbs up on the Ernie Ball Music Man and the GNL. Sure. Let me walk you through this guitar, Ed. Okay. It's approximately strat-shaped, although it is offset. A little bit. Yeah, it's got two humbuckers in it. Mm-hmm. It's a tremolo-based system. Three knobs, a master volume, and a tone for each pickup. Okay. Three switches. One is a pickup selector. There's a red one and a white one. The red one is for pickup variations. I am in humbucker mode. Two humbuckers. In the middle, a single coil. Really? A little fatter, right? Yeah, which is weird. When you go into two single coils, it automatically adds a little more bass to make up for the fact that single coils can sometimes be thin sounding. That's so weird. Why would you do that? Well, if you don't like it, you go down here and now you're just regular single coils. That's the third position. Give me single coil bridge. There you go. That's sick. Now I'm in the neck pickup. That's as you would expect. Neck pickup, treble all the way up. So that's what that switch does. Humbuckers, single coils, single coils with a little bit of a bass boost. I'm not so in love with single coil bass boost, but you know, sure. I picked this guitar up. I love it. I looked on the back and there's a big silver box on the back and it says battery. That's true. You have a couple of choices. You could either buy the F100 without the preamp in it. Oh, really? Do you know what the options were then? Was it just the pickup selector? And the phasing stuff. Did I get to that yet? No, you haven't. Okay, let's see. There's a white switch on here as well. I'm going to put the tones back in the middle. The first selection you could choose is to turn off the preamp altogether. It's subtle. Yeah. I turn the preamp on. What year is this guitar, John? This particular one is 1983. You've been playing with a lot of tonal variations. Yes. This thing's real clean, real quiet. It's like in really good shape. It's really well made. (laughs) 
I'm trying to make it as gnarly as I can. Go to the dirty mode on that Friedman. Oh my God. This thing will play. Yeah. For whatever reason, some guitars, you just grab them and, oh, Steve Albini could play this. That's the sign of a good guitar. I think so. I like the fact that I can get normal sounds out of it, but then also get into that crazy territory. So did you say if you get the passive version of this guitar, you don't get the selection of single coil and humbucker? You do get that. You do get that. Yes. Okay. And the phasing. Yes. You get both of those. You just don't get the preamp. That's right. That would be a thing. Yes, that would be a thing. This has the designation E yeah. for electronic. And you said you can rock this thing passive. You don't even have to pull the battery. Interesting. The trem on that thing looks so much more solid than the Fender counterpart. Yeah. The Strat counterpart. Instead of the Strat that normally has six screws. Yep. This has two screws and it pivots mm -hmm. off just those two points. It's called a dual fulcrum. Way better than the Strat. It seems like it. This thing's got kind of some wood grain to it. They came in multiple flavors depending on what color you chose. This kind of dark, transparent sunburst, if you chose that option, your body was going to be mahogany, which is what this is. Okay. Others were ash. When this came out, Ed. Yeah. U.S. dollars. 1980. Yeah. Carter dollars. The best dollars. What are you paying for this thing? Okay, I hope the people have their number in their brain. I'm going to say $389. Way off? Yeah. It was $729.50. Is that $2,300? It's about $2,400. I think I just went lower, thinking maybe they were under that vendor market. I think Leo was trying to compete. Head to head, yeah. So hopefully you beat me, folks, because that was a pretty poor guess on my part. You can get vintage examples of these guitars. You know, you can get them for less than they cost then. You can grab these things for a grand, 1200 bucks, like all day. All day long. Super solid, USA-made, killer guitars. You know who liked these vintage GNLs? Our man, Jerry Cantrell. Yep. I actually saw Alice in Chains. In a bowling alley? No. <laughs> You're in Seattle. He 100% was playing a GNL. They're cool. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Hey, Ed. Yep. Jerry Cantrell likes them. Mm. Two humbuckers, a lot of switches that do a lot of things. The GNL F100 buy or deny. It's super duper a buy. Agreed. Could you get it in black? Not at first. Okay. I think all they had at first was a sunburst or natural. I think this guitar is priced at a price point where you could pull that neck off, cover up the hardware, and just rattle can this thing black. 
and I wouldn't feel terrible about it, and it'd be a rocker. That's pretty cool. Double buy. This is certified hot. <laughs> so we're going to have to take lots of pictures of this. I already put one up there. That's how much you like it. Well, it gave me a chance to show off my sweet hugs. As always, we're on the Instagrams. Oh, sure. We're at thehighgain.com. And we remain faithful members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. We got to go hang out with those guys again. As the weather gets warmer, I'm expecting a Ruinous Media barbecue, maybe. That would be super fun. You could wear your Uggs to the Ruinous barbecue. Camouflage combat shorts and (laughs) Uggs, that look. We'll try to stay happy and healthy enough to do this again next week. I don't see any reason not to. You did great, Ed. Thank you, John. You did really good, too. Thank you. All right, cool. Okay, bye. Bye.